Electric Studios, from the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. I want to thank you all for tuning in. So we got 95.3 MNC, we got MNC Nation, there's what, three radio stations today. I think we bounce back and forth between three and five, depending on if WoWo is involved in Fort Wayne and that whole area. But love having you guys in the audience. Don't forget, you can go watch on Rumble, rumble.com slash Casey the host. You can listen on the 95.3 MNC or mncnation.com websites. You can also download the free MNC app, and you can tune in to all of your favorite MNC programming right there on our mobile apps and, of course, any other streaming app as well. Okay. Uh, cue my audio, please, John. I want to go ahead and just, I, I want to remind everybody of something that happened. What was this? this? Is August, hold on a second, August 11th of 2022. August 11, 2022, yours truly on News Nation. The FISA court repeatedly saying that the Comey FBI was routinely and consistently violating the law and violating American civil rights. And Director Ray and Andrew McCabe sitting there in the FISA court, there's a reason the court released these. Well, what in the world happened there? It just started playing really fast, and then there's no sound. And Director Ray and Andrew McCabe sitting there in the FISA court. There's a reason the court released these. Okay, well, the audio got all jacked up. <laughs> so I guess that didn't work. Anyway, uh, what I had astutely pointed out to the two liberal professors that were there when I was on News Nation with, uh, I was on Rush Hour with, on News Nation, so News Nation's channel, show is Rush Hour, uh, I was on with Aaron Perini. We were representing the Republicans, I guess. And then you had two leftist professors. One was super racist, hates white people, um, representing the the liberal side. This is on the Mar-a-Lago raid. And what I had just gotten done pointing out was that the FBI had been breaking the law routinely. And the FISA court had admonished them publicly for doing it. The FISA court is notoriously secret. Okay, They don't talk about this stuff publicly. But they did. Because they felt it was such an egregious abuse of power from the FBI that they needed to tell everybody about it. And what they ended up finding out with Fisk and FISA is that they were saying they believed that the the amount, the sheer amount of what they knew the FBI was doing illegally and warrantlessly surveilling all of you was just the tip of the iceberg. So they wanted that to get out to the public. Now, I've... I've posted the uh, the segment and everything else. It's on my Rumble channel. If you just go on my Rumble channel, and um, the, the title of the video is Radio Host Destroys Two Leftist Women on National Television. You just go ahead and, and watch that. The reason I want you to watch that one is that's the video that I made where I provided the receipts in the video. So when I said something in that, that panel discussion, you had definitive proof that I was telling the truth. So there's, you can watch this segment totally unedited. You can do that, and that's fine. But this one here, I actually provide the receipts. So that's why I, I steer you to that one. Now, why is this important? Well, because the FISA court did, in fact, say that the FBI was routinely and consistently violating Americans' rights. Um, the then-acting director did promise the FISA court that they would stop doing it, that this was a a program that was left over from his predecessor, which would have been Director Comey, okay, and that he was going to stop this program. He was so sorry about this, and he was so embarrassed about it and everything else. 
And then we ended up finding out just a couple of months later that they did this, they, they were continuing the program. Then we found out a couple of months after that that they were continuing the program. Let me just take you back in time real quick. Okay, This is 2019. The Brennan Center for Justice. How the FBI violated the privacy rights of tens of thousands of Americans. A recently released secret court ruling found that the government's warrantless surveillance emails routinely violated the Fourth Amendment. Now, the reason that this is so very important is because I was accused, after I just went through that whole spiel of the FISA court doing all of this, I was accused by one of these professors of spreading dangerous misinformation and extremism on that network. That's what she did. But lo and behold, October 22nd, 2019, from the Brennan Center for Justice. Earlier this month, the Office of the Director of National Intelligence released three redacted, redacted, redacted opinions of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Court, also known as the FISA Court, and the FISA Court of Review. In the first opinion, the FISA Court held that the FBI's procedures for assessing Americans' communications that are incidentally collected under Section 702 of of FISA violated both the statute and the Fourth Amendment. The American government appealed, and in the second opinion, the FISCR upheld the FISA Court's decision. The FBI was forced to revise its procedures to conform with the court's rulings. And in the third opinion, the court approved of those revised procedures. October 2019. All right. Flash forward here. April 2021. Surveillance court finds the FBI repeatedly misused the FISA program to conduct unlawful surveillance of Americans. So 2019. We learn that the FISA court was admonishing the FBI for illegally surveilling American citizens, violating not just the the FISA laws, well, Fisk, really, not just violating that, but also violating your Fourth Amendment rights. The government appealed and said, no, we think we should be able to violate everybody's Fourth Amendment rights. And the the, the Fisk court, I guess, it's a version of, um, they said, no. The government's still wrong. You violated the rights of Americans. So the government lost not once, but twice on that case. So then the FBI was required to revise all of their policies and procedures to not violate your Fourth Amendment rights. They submitted those revisions to the FISA court. The FISA court says, this is good enough. So be it. We approve of these these revisions. That's the third court case. Two years later, we found out the FBI never stopped doing the original abuse. This is not only an egregious abuse of power and a violation of all of your constitutional rights. These are government officials at the FBI who once again lied to the FISA court, which they do on a routine basis. They continued to break the law. They continued to violate your constitutional rights even after they have been caught. They had been admonished, not once, but twice, and they were forced to revise their policies and procedures to the approval of the FISA court. Two years later, we found out they were still doing it. And when I did that segment in August of last year, in the previous six months, the FISA court had admonished the FBI a further two times. And my point was, 
How come nobody's getting raided for that? We're raiding Mar-a-Lago, but we're not raiding the FBI routinely violating your rights, routinely breaking the law, and doing so after they were ordered to stop doing so by the most secret court in the country that the public is aware of anyway, the FISA court who took an unprecedented step in making all of these documents public because they felt it was such an egregious abuse of power. So, what did we learn today? Because again, I was spreading dangerous misinformation, ladies and gentlemen, according to that leftist professor on News Nation. I have not been invited back to News Nation, by the way. What did we learn now? Oh, the Department of Justice Inspector General has confirmed that the FBI conducted 3.4 million warrantless, unconstitutional backdoor searches on American citizens. Oh, oh, oh. I'm spreading dangerous misinformation and conspiracy theories. Radicalism, she said. Really? Is that what I'm doing? Because the Inspector General for the Department of Justice agrees with me. The FISA court agrees with me. The FISC court agrees with me. The, the, FISC, the, what, the FISC R court, I guess, whatever that is. They agree with me. During a recent House Judiciary Subcommittee hearing, Representative Gates successfully got the Department of Justice Inspector General Michael Horowitz to admit to the room that the Federal Bureau of Investigation has conducted at least, at least 3.4 million warrantless backdoor searches on Americans' communications which is, again, a violation of the law, something the FBI promised to stop doing in 2019 the first time. Then they promised to do it again in 2021. There might have been some times in between then that I didn't dig up in the 30 seconds that I Google searched this. They got caught doing it again in 2022, multiple times. Every single time, the FBI. Same director, by the way. The director that's there now was the acting director in, in that uh, that that other case. So why is it that he doesn't get raided? How come he's not being taken into custody? Or does he just not know what the people in his organization are doing, right? Because that's the standard Obama defense that we typically get. I didn't know that all of the people who answered to me because I'm their boss, I didn't know that they were doing all of these things that that, that were illegal. I, I didn't know anything. Hmm. While the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act does allow intelligence agencies to conduct targeted surveillance of foreigners located outside of the United States, it does not permit agencies like the FBI to spy on actual Americans, which is what the agency has been doing. A 2022 transparency report, which I referred to on my appearance on News Nation. From the Office of the Inspector of the Director of National Intelligence shows that in 2021, which is the case I referenced here just a second ago, in 2021 alone, the FBI conducted a shocking 3.4 million backdoor searches. That's just in 2021. It's millions more, folks. Millions more. The FISA court only even acknowledged it in 2019. What happened before the FISA court found out about it? And since we know the FBI did not stop the program that they were required by law to stop and were ordered to stop by a court, why aren't they being arrested and charged with a crime? And why am I the only person who seems to be talking about this? Interesting stuff, right? 
You're spreading dangerous conspiracy theories on, on this network. This is extremism. Hmm. Okay. Got more coming up. Newstalk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, and the all-new MNC Nation. We tested it. The audio is working now. I'm going to play it for you so you understand the, the full context of the last segment. So we'll play it for you here in a second. But first, I've got to tell you about Nutrition HQ. Uh, here's the deal. If you have... If you, that, that came out weird. If you've noticed that she doesn't seem all that interested in you, it's a good chance that you, maybe your testosterone's dropping down. See, it turns out, according to scientific research now, that... When you have lower levels of testosterone, women are subconsciously not as attracted to you. There's a pheromonal thing that goes on. So one of the ways you can boost your testosterone is going into Nutrition HQ and talking to them about some of their testosterone supplements. They've got stuff for hardcore athletes, stuff for you know middle-aged guys who are just looking to, to feel better, have more energy, and have uh, don't have that brain fog and that sort of thing. Nutrition HQ can help you with all of those things. And again, it'll boost your free testosterone, which is going to make you feel better. You'll burn fat easier. You'll build muscle better. Um, and you're just going to overall be a much healthier person. Uh, men need that testosterone to feel their best. So make sure you go to Nutrition HQ, 5804 Grape Road in Mishawaka. You mentioned me and you get a discount. You can also shop online at nhqsb.com. Use promo code Casey20 at checkout. Here's, here's the, the operative bit from that segment. On News Nation, where I got called an extremist and was spreading conspiracy theories that now the Inspector General of the Department of Justice just testified in a committee in Congress, Casey Hendrickson was right. The FISA court repeatedly saying that the Comey FBI was routinely and consistently violating the law and violating American civil rights. And Director Ray and Andrew McCabe sitting there in the FISA court, there's a reason the court released these documents and promising that they were going to end those programs. And over the past six months, we have found out not once but twice that the FBI has continued those illegal programs on American citizens of warrantless surveillance. That's a crime. Where's the raids on that? Dr. Tracy. No, I, I, I am, I, you know, I, I worry about disinformation. I worry about the network spreading that. And I, I, this is extremist stuff that I'm hearing. And I feel that it's inappropriate to be giving out false information to the American public. So I'm going to leave it at that. All right. And, and here's the thing. I can give you the actual court documents from the FISA court. This is not something that's written about on some blog. It's written about in your traditional corporate media. This is not something that is secret. The FISA court took the unprecedented step of releasing the transcripts of that program, and then they've continuously continued to violate that program. That is a fact. That's not me spreading some rumor. That's not some blog post somewhere. That's not misinformation. That is an absolute news story. Did you hear the... uh, (sighs) That was the other professor. Not Professor Tracy. That was the the black supremacist, I hate white people professor who was there. I don't know her name. Um, And she was angry, so she did an audible... Like, how dare he? So, again, when, when you hear me say I was called an extremist and, and told I was spreading misinformation for literally quoting the FISA court, that's the kind of nonsense that you're dealing with. Liter- this is the stuff. I mean, we are constantly, constantly dealing with people's inability to accept information that might challenge their confirmation bias, when you prove to them that their confirmation bias might be wrong, even just a little bit, they refuse to accept it. Their pride will not allow them to do it. 
This is the society that we built. I, I don't know how in the world you can overcome something like that. I truly don't. I honestly don't. No clue. I mean, it happened yesterday and it happened today on social media as well and on unrelated topics. Somebody was challenging somebody on uh, false allegations of um, abuse, sexual abuse of children during divorce. And somebody was saying that there's no evidence that that is even a thing. Really? Because we've gotten mountains of evidence. And so I just linked to one story. Just one. And in there, it goes into all of it. What were some of the comments? Uh, this doesn't say specifically those allegations against men. Really? Really? That's what we're gonna that's what we're gonna run with. Maybe read down more than three paragraphs, because it does. It goes right into it. I think it was in psychology today for crying out loud. It's not like I sent them a blog post. You know, yesterday it was um something about uh, PCR tests never gave false positives. So here's me. Here's the research on the PCR test during COVID giving false positives. And here's a bunch of scientists explaining how the flu could have caused false positives with the PCR test. I know the PCR test at a microbial level is not supposed to have that issue. But then I linked to an epidemiologist who said this is how we're getting the confusion between the two. And he explained it in great detail. And then I was told, no, no, that's not the PCR test. Because I also linked to the FDA's warning on the Roche tests for the PCR test. Because the, the Roche PCR tests would give false positives on two types of flu and COVID. And they would mix them all up. And then I was, no, that's an antigen test. Okay, first of all, it wouldn't matter if it was an antigen test. The point is the test gave false positives. But beyond that, it wasn't. It was their PCR test, because they make both. They make an antigen and a PCR test. I literally sent them the FDA's public statement on it. I sent them the Roche website where it says PCR, and they were constantly arguing that it wasn't a PCR, it was an antigen test. <laughs> and then they're like, well, you're just, you're just sending screenshots. I don't know that anything you're saying is legitimate. The stuff I'm telling you is true. They only sent me screenshots, too, and it wasn't relevant to what I was even saying. See, this is the point. Now, to what extent were they given false positives? Nobody knows. But it happened. There's a reason that those first PCR tests were withdrawn. There's a reason for that. But you can't get people to understand that. The NASA engineer who says that uh, Biden is producing more oil domestically than Trump was, which is a total lie, by the way. And I literally linked to the Department of Energy website, which proves him wrong. Did he buy it? No. How many times do you run into this in your life, too? Hey, the sky is blue. Nah, I think the sky is, like, pink. That looks blue right now. You should probably look up. Nah, I don't want to look up at your fake news. I don't trust you. You and your Alex Jones tinfoil hat conspiracies. No, it's, it's, it's blue right there. In fact, you don't even look up. Just look straight and kind of look at the horizon. No, I will not. I will put my head down. This is the type of nonsense that we're dealing with in society right now. Now, why, did I, why do I think I haven't been invited back to News Nation? It's a good question. Because I acted like that. And they don't want people to act like that. Why did I respond when I could have just stopped when she was like, I'm just going to leave it at that. He's a conspiracy theorist, and he's, he's, he's spreading extremism. 
Why would I? Why would I stop? They wanted me to stop, but why would I? I'm gonna, you think I'm going to let the audience out there just let her get the final word on some stupid nonsensical stuff like that? No, I'm going to let the entire audience watching that show that night know I have the receipts. Follow me, and I will post them. And I did exactly that on Facebook right afterwards. Because people need to know that. You have to go on offense, folks. You have to. If you don't go on offense, you will be on defense forever, and you will never score points. It will never happen. It doesn't matter how many times you're able to knock the ball away or whatever. You will constantly be on defense, and you will never win. You need to go on offense. You need to push. Not in a violent way, because there's always going to be some snowflake out there that goes, oh, he sounds aggressive. It's because they're low T and they haven't been to Nutrition HQ yet to get their, their testosterone supplements. Go on offense and have the receipts. Real receipts. Not blog post receipts, not social media post receipts. Real receipts. Got more coming up. MNC News Time is 3.32. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations, creating meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. This is Michiana's breaking news and weather station studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel and the all-new MNC Nation. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday. Tuesday, tithe with Pastor Lucas Miles. He's joining us right now. Pastor Miles, how you doing, man? Hey, doing well. Yourself? I'm hanging in there. Uh, today's going to be a little different. You have a new book coming out. And this is um, this is pretty cool, man, because you can actually get it on Amazon right now, right? Uh, it'll, it, you can pre-order it, I guess, if you wanted yeah, to get it on Amazon. It, but the Kindle and the audio version are live now. So those those two are available today, And uh, but the hard copy comes out, um, uh, ships in about a month. Um, but we have the uh, ability to get it tomorrow Ooh. here locally uh, at our book signing. All right, so tell us all about, first of all, let's talk about the book. Woke Jesus, the false messiah destroying Christianity. What is the book about, and what do you want people to know? This I set out to write the definitive guide on how wokeism has infiltrated the church throughout history. It's a deep dive in the last several hundred years of, of, of sort of the invasion of progressive thought into the church. Hits all the modern implications of that as well as, you know, really uh, contrast the, the woke Jesus with the biblical Christ that we see in Scripture. Uh, I think it's a, an important read for every Christian uh, that is trying to figure out how to uh, really base their faith on, on Scripture and on the God of the Bible, rather than uh, just this, this cultural Christianity that we're seeing uh, so epidemic today, um, and uh, want to get in everybody's hands. So how can people get at hand, get it, really get their hands on the book tomorrow because you said you have the ability for them to get it tomorrow how's that yes yeah, so we are uh so my publisher is humanix it's uh, newsmax's publishing arm so newsmax has given me uh, permission to release the book here locally um uh, a, a month ahead of time so we ha- we have copies in stock uh and so tomorrow night at influence church and there's no i it's just n-f-l-u-e-n-c-e which is the church that i pastor at um, Influence Church in Granger from 7 to 9 p.m. We're having a book launch party. I'll be here signing. Uh, we'll have some music going on, some food, uh, coffee, all that stuff. And uh, you can buy that book as well as any of my other uh, titles that I have. I think we have uh, four different uh, books for sale 
that I that I've written, and uh, those will all be here. And uh, you know, we got we got a photo booth set up. I'll be signing, taking pictures, all of that. So you can get the definitive Lucas Miles collection. You don't just have to pick up this book and get them all. Oh, we we we're selling a bundle. So if you want all four, you get a discount uh, discount pricing. And uh, yes, yeah, so we'll we'll have that set up. And we're expecting a crowd, so uh, I would say come early. But it's seven to nine, and uh, doors will open. Uh, they're right uh, right before seven. Is there a specific part of woke Jesus that you feel might be what really connect to people in this audience in particular? Because I mean, you you hear the show, you're on the show every week. I mean, is there some yeah. some part of that book you feel just really connect with them? You know, there's one of my favorite sections on the book was um, I, I did a, a whole chapter on how uh, basically the, the uh, progressive movement and sort of Marxist infiltration used the COVID crisis and sort of this push for public health in order to infiltrate not just our healthcare system and our schools, but also the church and how they leveraged uh, uh, different Christian organizations in order to get the church on board. So this, this book is not just history. It's not just current events. It's also, in many ways, a tell-all. Uh, Eric Metaxas, a friend, he's one of my uh, cover endorsements on the book, you know, he, he makes, the, uh, uh, makes it very clear that, that he loves that I name names in this book. And, and that is something uh, you know, that I really wanted people to understand the players and the parties that contribute to this. Uh, and so that's, uh, that was a major factor um, you know, in, in kind of working on this chapter. But I, I think that chapter for this audience that's been so on that uh, is very important for them. And then also uh, there's another section on how wokeism has infiltrated uh, the schools and specifically in Christian education. And so that might be also of interest for this audience. You know, this is – I'm glad that you name names because we run into this a lot. I mean, it's not just, it's not just in the church, but it's in politics and everything else. So-and-so is doing this, so-and-so is doing that. I can't tell you who it is. And sometimes it's because they legally can't tell you who it is. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in a situation like I'm in, sometimes I'm not allowed to tell you that somebody spit in my food or something like that where I can praise the restaurant or whatever as, you know, as much as I want. I can give them positive feedback. I'm not allowed to publicly give negative feedback or else there's a whole liability issue that goes with it. Everybody else can. I can't just because of my position. And so when you actually have somebody naming names, then all of a sudden it's like turning on the lights, right? The cockroaches all scatter. They, you know, maybe they have to go walk back statements. Maybe they have to hide. Maybe people who are in their pews know who they are. And they're saying, no, I had some suspicions, but now I definitively know what's going on. You can't really fix these things without naming names, can you? You know, you're absolutely right. And a big part of the problem is you have cronyism where you have pastors are on a speaking circuit with other pastors, and they know these guys are woke, or they know even some of them don't even believe in the Lord anymore, but they're still on the speaking circuit, and they're getting paid to do it, and so they won't speak out and say anything against those guys, because they're playing golf with them on the off right. days, right? Uh, and and they, they don't want to be the guy saying something. And you also have a lot of, um, I think, Christian, uh, we'll call them thought leaders, who are signed with publishers that have also signed some of these other names. And so they have these, you know, sort of implied gag orders and maybe even, you know, a literal gag orders at times from publishers not to talk about this. I can tell you this, that I took both my last two books, The Christian Left and Woke Jesus, to multiple Christian publishers, and I had Christian publishers turn me down because they were afraid about the fact of some of the names that I was naming. And, and these are Christian publishers. And so I've just made a commitment that I'm not going to publish a book 
with a woke organization. And so I'm seeking publishing partners that'll give me the freedom to be able to talk about these things. And what I can tell you is Humanix was an unbelievable partner for this book. They really, they didn't, they didn't gag me at all. They said, you know, we want you to be able to tell this and write this story um, and, and really make sure that people know where this is coming from. And, and look, I think that some of these names are going to surprise people. Um, and, and honestly, some of them surprised me when you see the way in which the church is drifting. And I don't do this just, to, this isn't gossip. This isn't trying to talk bad about other people. We see the Apostle Paul. We see Jesus. They, at times, address people directly. Paul names names. He says, you know, look out for Alexander the metal worker. He's caused me much harm. You know, we have, we have all sorts of verses like that in Scripture where Paul is addressing people that are creating division in the church or bringing in false teaching. And so, um, you know, I, I think it's appropriate when things get, uh, 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 you know, significantly off course that if people will not handle, you know, if they won't receive private instruction for correction, that we have to let the masses know uh, so that they don't fall prey to, you know, this, this, this false ideology. Well, that's the typical tactic anyway, right? You start naming names and it's like, ah, you're just jealous or you're bitter or you're you <laughs> right. know, disgruntled or something like that. Well, you know, maybe they're telling the truth, too. It's always possible. So and, uh, and look, I, I'd like to think that this is uh, this. It's done tastefully. This is not, you know, trying to. I, I'm not trying to destroy anybody's, you know, dignity or or who they are as a person. But mm-hmm. I do think it's important that we know what they believe or what they're teaching. And so I really focused on the ideology rather than you know individual character in this, and uh, uh, to to make sure that we're keeping this you know classy as we're as we're addressing what's happening in the world. All right, so you can get woke Jesus right now in the Kindle form. The audiobook is available. The hardcover uh, looks like. June 6th is the hard date that they've listed for that. Uh, You can get it, though, locally, because the publisher has allowed it to be released locally, and you can get it tomorrow night at Influence Church in Granger starting at 7 p.m., so from 7 to 9, and again, we're expecting a lot of people to be there, so get there as early as you can. And uh, and Lucas will be there, too, taking pictures, uh, kissing babies, shaking hands, signing books, all that stuff. And and Casey, if you make it out yourself, you got a free book on me, so Well, you know, I'll I'll pay for it, but I'll be there. All right, brother. Look, look forward to seeing you. Appreciate everybody. Thank you. I appreciate it. Again, Lucas Miles, everybody. Thank you very much for, for his time. Tomorrow, Influence Church, Granger, Indiana, starts at 7 p.m. Get your copy of Woke Jesus, the False Messiah Destroying Christianity. you got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and the all-new MNC Nation. Weather Station. What if I told you right now you can get up to 50% off your windows, your doors, your siding, your bathroom remodel, supplies, and everything else at Faber's B-Window? See, right now, B-Window, all products up to half off, plus special manufacturer rebates, no payments for no payments or interest for up to 20 months. And you can learn all about it going to Faber's B-Window online at bwindow.com. And again, they've got vinyl windows and siding, but they have infinity windows from Marvin. Fantastic windows. I was actually at uh, their annual uh, corporate party last year, and they were talking about supply chain issues during COVID and everything else, and they were all talking about how great the partnership has been with infinity from Marvin. So definitely go check them out bwindow.com set up your appointment when you do would you do me a favor just please let favors bwindow know that you know about them because of this program 
So speaking of woke Jesus, St. Joseph High School has scalped the Indian mascot. No longer going to be called the Indians. St. Joseph High School in South Bend is doing away with the nickname the Indians because, again, Native Americans are not allowed to have any representation in modern American society because they are systematically being erased by liberals. The school will retire the nickname at the end of the school year. This after a committee was formed at the start of the learning year. Do we have a picture of the committee? Can we see how white this committee is? Can we please do that? Is it a committee of Native American people? If it's a committee of Native American people, I'll back off just a little bit. Okay, But if it's a committee of white pasty people, I don't care what their opinion is on this. I'm, I'm tired of telling you all Native Americans are angry about it. Because they are. They're furious. They're tired of being erased from our culture. Uh, let's see. The committee was formed to evaluate when the school should keep, uh, whether the school should uh, keep or change the nickname. A little typo there. At the conclusion of their work, which included listening to students, alumni, parents, faculty, and staff in committee, voted, all, uh, voted unanimously to make a recommendation to change the nickname. Um, now, they were supposed to listen to all those people. I don't know that they actually listened to them. They just got together and said, all right, we'll have to suffer through those people talking over there, but we're just going to do what we want anyway. Uh, the recommendation has been accepted, and during the next several months, a new mascot and nickname will be chosen, which will invariably be way more lame than the current one. Because that's just, that's how it always goes. There, why do they always, if you're going to replace a nickname like that, you got to replace it with something strong and awesome, right? But they never do. They always replace it with something like soy. I don't know. It's ridiculous stuff. But anyway, it's uh, it's officially over. So I'm sorry, Native Americans. I, I keep fighting on your behalf. I really do. I try desperately, but it doesn't matter. It, it does, even when you get permission and like the uh, the Washington Redskins did, when you get permission and a blessing and everything else, it doesn't matter. Pasty white people just do not want you represented in American society. They don't. I personally think that leftists just disapprove of the entire Native American value system. That's kind of what I think it is. All right. Do you remember that uh, that transgender students in that? I think it was California. Yeah, California. The 18-year-old who showed his naked body to the 14-year-old girls in the locker room. Remember that? Happened, what, last week? Beginning of last week, I think? 18-year-old trans student went in the girls' locker room, got naked. All of the 14, 15-year-old girls who were in there, a little upset that they saw an 18-year-old naked man. In what other avenue of our society is an 18-year-old legal adult allowed to flash his privates to a 14-year-old girl? Anybody? Huh? Anybody? Only when the teacher thinks it's titillating. That's when. Then suddenly it's okay. Or the school board or what have you. What if I told you that that exact same trans student beat the tar out of girls on the campus because they didn't want him being naked in the locker room, and he decided to, you know, start caving their face in with his fists. And it's all on video. If you want to watch it, you can. Pretty ugly video. The sad part is, is that nobody really stepped in for a period of time while this biological male was walloping a bunch of female students. 
finally somebody did kind of step in, but at that point it was damage had already been done. Uh, Let's see. One news outlet apparently referenced the individual by their biological sex, the other ones by the chosen gender identity. So there's officially two combatants, but several other girls got you know, thrown out of the way and manhandled in the process while they were trying to protect their, their female friend. And he just he, yeah, beat the tar out of her on campus. There are a bunch of people right now running around saying that that is okay. That that's all right. Nothing wrong with that at all. Now, these are, these are high school kids. They're not women who signed a contract to fight a biological male in a cage, knowing full well it was a biological male, which does happen. You know, Fallon Fox broke a woman's jaw, broke another one's nose. Fallon Fox is a biological male. But these are high school girls who don't want an 18-year-old adult to be naked in front of them at school. And because they didn't want that... He repeatedly punched her in the face. More coming up. 95.3 MNC in the all-new MNC Nation. WTRC. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson, also on the all-new MNC Nation. Uh, the suggested names for St. Joseph High School are awesome. We've got it all on Rumble right now. Go to rumble.com slash Casey the host. You can go on there and uh, hang out with the live chat. Hit subscribe and that thumbs up button while you're there. Let's see a couple of the suggested names. A couple of people thought about the Cowboys, but again, you can't do Cowboys anymore. The Cowboys, um, only the Dallas Cowboys are allowed to remain the Cowboys for now. Every, every other team that's Cowboys, they're changing their name because the Cowboys are bad. Um... What else do we have here? I want to go through. So Now, some of these are obvious jokes, so don't get butt hurt about them, okay? <laughs> um, now, as most of you know, we, we've been talking about this for a number of years, and I have relatives who lived on a reservation. I have talked with many Native American people who feel like uh, white liberals are erasing them from society because Redskins is not something that is offensive to Native Americans. In fact, the Navajo high schools use the mascot Redskins. The actual high schools on the reservation use the Redskins mascot. Uh, So anyway, uh, St. Joe Crackers is one of them because only whites need apply. Uh, what else do we have? Where did it, where did it go? Uh, some of them are getting buried. Oh, the Grand Dragons was a good one. That was more for, you know, how they're not close to Osceola, though, John, are they? Oh, uh, you got the. <laughs> John is waving me off so bad. Uh, for those of you who don't know, John is my boss, and I am scaring him right now. Uh, he's He's not doing okay. Arrowheads, which actually is a really good name. Okay, it's a really good name, but you're not allowed to, because arrowheads are fired by you know who. Uh, these these Saint Joe white supremacists. Again, these are all based on this is very racist to remove Indians as a mascot. You should be honoring Native Americans. Uh, let's see, snowflakes, which is always a good name now. 
bishops. I actually like the bishops, but if you're playing football and you're the bishops, you can only run diagonal plays. You can't, you know what I mean. If you don't know what I mean, I don't know, read a book, something. What do we got here? Uh, Conquistadors. I think the Conquistadors, I think that's a good name. I really do. Objectively, when you're talking about a a competitive sporting environment, Conquistadors is a great name. Uh, The St. Joe High School Cowards, uh, the Woke Whipped, another another one for the Bishops, the Wimps, the Pilgrims. The Pilgrims, John. The Pilgrims. Uh, Hey, before you say anything smarky, for you little leftists out there, the Pilgrims were friends of the Native Americans. What else do we have here? Uh, the Braves, another bishop's recommendation. The Muskrats, the the Crusaders. But there's other schools in the area who have that. That's the Crusaders. By the way, is like one of the greatest mascots, if you ask me. But there's other schools in the area that have that. Um, oh, oh, John, John, John. The General Custers. What about the little bighorns? We could. I'm. <laughs> uh, the St. Joe Knights. And there's nothing wrong with the Knights. I think the Knights is a perfectly reasonable mascot. However, every single religious school who changes their name from something Native American renames it to, to, to Knights. It's Crusaders or Knights, like inevitable. Okay. So maybe that works. I don't know. I don't know. Are there Knights in the area? I know that there's schools that have a Knight mascot. But are there knights, like an actual knights? Because Kingsman, you know, that's it's a knight play, but it's like not knight. Marion High School. Oh, okay. Well, and this is the same diocese, right? Okay, so that wouldn't work. So you can't do the knights because Marion already has that. Uh, the uh, St. Joe High School Apocalypse. You, somebody said Fifth Horseman, but that's not a bad idea doing the uh, the horsemen. How many horsemen are there? Four? Or am I thinking of the wrestling thing? <laughs> the wrestling thing, I think I'm getting all confused. Uh, what else do we have here? Um, LOL, St. Joe is far from Osceola, so the Grand Dragons do not work. <laughs> Somebody. <clears throat> okay, so I posted this story on social media and I said scalped. And. Um, so the audience was just like Berserker Casey today because I'm just taking everybody out. Uh, <laughs> run diagonal plays, LOL. <laughs> All right, there's some really good suggestions. All right. Um, a lot of people, not the Knights, that's Marion. Okay, a lot of Marion fans on the uh, the live stream. So go to rumble.com slash Casey, the host. We have a suggestion for Horsemen of the Apocalypse. Thank you. Okay, I was trying to make sure I didn't get, the, uh, didn't get that one wrong. I am not... Um, I am not your authority on things biblical. So if I correct you on something biblical and I'm choosing to do so, that means you're really wrong about what you're saying about the Bible because I usually don't tread there. Uh, Casey, you don't know how many horsemen there are. Shame on you. <laughs> Look, I didn't say I was getting into heaven, man. I'm just trying to make the earth a little bit better place for all of you. That's all I'm, that's all I'm trying to do. All right, rumble.com slash Casey the host. And uh, you can leave your leave your suggestions there. Oh man, there's some salty ones that I can't even read on the air. But y'all are having fun with it, so you have fun with that. 
<sighs> okay. Well, let's let's talk a little bit. First of all, the Republicans did finally get Joe Biden to, well, his people, to start actually negotiating on the whole debt ceiling thing. So naturally, what has happened is the Democrats are lying about uh, veteran benefits. And they're saying that the Republicans, which have typically supported VA benefits, that the Republicans are suddenly trying to take away benefits from from uh, veterans when, in fact, historically, that has been the opposite. It's usually been Democrats who do it, if it's done. Um, House Republicans have accused the Biden administration of lying to veterans about purported cuts to their benefits concealed in the debt limit bill uh, that their conferences passed last week. And what ended up happening is, you know, the Republicans finally, again, go on offense. Republicans went out there, they went into the press, and they said, we've been sitting here for this many days. Joe Biden has refused to meet with us. Joe Biden has refused to return our calls. Joe Biden has refused to negotiate on this. We haven't had any movement from any senior Democratic leadership in either house. Nobody's talking to us, and they're all out there just doing their media blitz and complaining and pretending that they want this thing fixed. The truth of the matter is, we have a bill. If they have some concerns about the bill, they need to sit at a table, and we need to hash this out, and the Democrats are refusing to do that. And it was, I think, the next day, maybe two days later, suddenly you hear that Biden's team is actually negotiating. Although Biden himself, not involved. Okay. Uh, House Republicans have accused the Biden administration of lying to veterans about this. GOP members, many of whom are veterans themselves, slammed former Vice President Biden over the weekend for politicizing the Department of Veterans Affairs, which we've never seen happen before in this country's history. The VA has never been politicized for any any reason, right, ladies and gentlemen? Uh, The agency put out an April 21st press release claiming that the debt bill would cut funding for veterans programs by 22%. Not when you really look at it, but I digress. In my nine years as a member of Congress, I have never seen the use of an agency that is so vitally important to so many people be used as a political hammer. Now, this is another thing that I noticed on a separate issue a couple of weeks ago. The Biden administration is using bureaucracies to push their political agenda via public relations, mass mailers, that sort of thing. And I, I'm i not saying it's never happened before, because it certainly has, but I have never seen an administration basically take the, we're not doing it, but everybody who we're in charge of is doing it. And because this budgetary issue deals with the VA specifically, if the VA actually sends out this message, then it's really not campaigning. But really, it is an abuse. It's an abuse of power. Absolutely an abuse of power. And they're doing it for several pieces of legislation on a regular basis. Uh, Let's see. To deliver a message that is false so that it would stir people up to cause our veterans to be used as pawns in a political game. That is Representative Mike Boss, Republican of Illinois, who chairs the House Veterans Affairs Committee. He said that on a conference call Sunday. The Limit Save Grow Act, which passed the House along party lines April 26, would increase the federal debt ceiling by $1.5 trillion or suspend it until March 31, 2024, whichever comes first. It would also reduce non-defense discretionary spending to fiscal year 2022 levels and limit the growth of future expenditures to 1% annually over the next 10 years, Though no agencies are singled out for any spending cuts. No agencies are singled out 
for any spending cuts. I feel like I need to say this again because inevitably there's some stupid individual out there sitting in their Prius, and even though they don't have the sound of an engine note to drown out the gloriousness of my voice, they still can't hear what I'm saying. No agencies are singled out for any spending cuts. Uh, Newsman John, how can you cut the VA by 22% if there's no agencies that are singled out for a spending cut? He's not allowed to answer me on anything. So basically what he's just doing is just staring at his computer, pretending I'm not talking to him. They're shamelessly lying about veteran benefits and politicizing the VA to do so, says House Republican Conference Chair Lee Stefanik, uh, uh, Stefanik, excuse me, who is, by the way, considered to be a top contender for a running mate for Donald Trump, which does not have a lot of Trump supporters happy. There is not a single line, not a single page in this bill that Democrats can point to that cuts veterans' benefits. She's right. Like, you can go look at this thing right now. It's on the Thomas Library. It's on ballot, uh, not ballot, open Congress. It's on all. You can go read it right now, ladies and gentlemen. You can do a word search if you really wanted to. It doesn't cut those benefits. So the Biden administration is out there telling everybody that this cuts veteran benefits by 22%. It doesn't. Not at all. Not anywhere in the bill does it do that. Stephanie added that similar negotiations in 2011 between House Republicans and the Obama White House included no cuts to veteran benefits. I mean, just beyond the fact that this is dishonest and stupid, it for a Republican politician throughout most of this country, it is political suicide to cut veteran benefits. It is almost political suicide for most Democrats. The idea that Republicans were going to cut veteran benefits by 22% and do it joyfully is astoundingly stupid because it isn't real. It's all make-believe. House Speaker Kevin McCarthy and Majority Leader Steve Scalise and Bost have all pledged to retain the full range of veterans' benefits in any final version of a debt ceiling bill. That has not stopped leftists from going out there and spreading the lie though and since just like we talked about at the beginning of the show today nobody verifies anything nobody will take time to look something up you'll spend 30 minutes to an hour arguing with somebody on twitter you will not spend 30 seconds looking up whether the person you're arguing with may actually have a valid point that's where we are at in our society right now and it is a hundred percent shameful for democrats to once again be using veterans and the military for their own little political pawns. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel, and the all-new MNC Nation. MNC Nation. Well, uh, John Zimney told me that we might need darker tint on my vehicles if I drive through Osceola here soon. So uh, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go to Z-Bart of South Bend, and I'm just going to have him crank up that tint just a little bit more. So really, it, it depends on you. What you want to do. I mean, yeah, there's there's regulations and whatnot, but pfft, who cares about any of those? Go to Z-Bar to South Bend. Get your windows tinted. You got those warm weather months coming. You want to make sure you get your windshield tinted as well because you don't want those UV rays coming through the windshield. Basically turning your windshield into, like, the magnifying glass and you're burning ants. You don't want that. 
here's this is God's. I know that I do some of these like live reads in, in a very entertaining sort of a way, or at least some of you think are entertaining. I promise you, my vehicle was soup. The way that it's designed, it just absorbed heat, and my kids could not get in the car. It was extremely hot, so I bought it. I bought it. I think in spring, summertime hit. It was just. It was absolutely burning in the inside of that car. The kids couldn't touch their seatbelts, or you all know exactly what I'm talking about. And I went to Zebra to South Bend's. Like I think I need the window tinting first. Uh, we get the windows tinted. We get the UV protection on the windshield and everything else. UV's, you know, the UV protection's all around the vehicle too. I swear to God, folks, does it get warm inside the car? Yes. Does it get hot inside the car? No. It just it doesn't matter. It's the hottest day of the year. They can touch their seatbelts. They can wear their seatbelts without complaining about being burned. You can actually get in there and you can touch the steering wheel without it melting the flesh off of your fingertips. It is a huge upgrade. And I know that a lot of people think it's just window tint and it's a style thing or whatever. No. If you get window tint done the right way by professionals like Z-Bar to South Bend do it, you're dramatically going to cut down on the heat and the harmful UV rays that your body's going to come in contact with. Go to Z-Bar to South Bend. Let them know I sent you. Get that tint job today. Uh, let's see, um, uh, Pornhub, sorry, John, Pornhub has blocked its entire website in the state of Utah. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, See how that's going to work. The adult site known as, why, why are they saying the adult site known as Pornhub? That's the name of the website. That's like the artist formerly known as Prince. What is that about? The adult site known as Pornhub uh, has blocked citizens of Utah from viewing the site due to a new law enacting stricter age verification. That's not a good look. Correct me if I'm wrong. Didn't Pornhub have an issue with underage people being on the website not that long ago? And I'm talking about um, videos of underage people, not just underage people hopping onto the website. Which your sweet little angel would never do it, person who's listening to the show. But everybody else's sweet little angel is 100% hopping onto this website. Uh, do you know what the age verification of Pornhub is? John, go ahead and type in Pornhub. Go ahead and pull it up. What's the age verification? <laughs> I'm not doing it on my computer. You do it over there. What's the age verification on that thing? Okay, I hear that the age verification on it is. You certify that you're 18 years old. Yes, I'm 18 years old. And then you click the little button and you're 18 years old. Utah's like, hey, that's not good enough. Do you know why Utah said that? Because it's not good enough. You think Pornhub cares about that? No. Users reported the block initially on Monday morning when they found a 403 warning about the now forbidden website. If you're in Utah and you're actually telling everybody, hey, I can't get on Pornhub today. Uh, Church of Latter-day Saints is going to be paying you a visit ASAP, so you might want to you know, get your tea and stuff like that ready because you're going to have a lot of missionaries coming to your door. According to Fox 13 now, the company later updated... I'm scorching everybody today. The company later updated the site with a lengthy message detailing the situation. As you may know, your elected officials in Utah are requiring us to verify your age before allowing you to access our website. And (laughs) while safety and compliance 
are at the forefront of our mission. I don't think that safety and compliance are at the forefront of your mission. I think you have another product that you're more concerned with. But I digress. Giving your ID card every time you want to visit an adult platform is not the most effective solution for protecting our users. And in fact, will put children and your privacy at risk. Okay. Uh, The site, they may, they may have a point. And, and I understand that on the surface of this, we look at it and we go, oh, wow, an adult site doesn't want, young, uh, doesn't want you to verify that young people are not viewing it. That seems horrible. But if, if the requirements are kind of like going the way that you know, the website is saying that they were going to go, then there is a privacy risk that could be at, at play here, um, which you should understand that website would then be fully liable for anything that happens to you, identity theft-wise or anything else. Uh, FACTA is a federal law. So there could be a component here that they may not necessarily be all that crazy. I just want everybody to understand. I know we're making jokes, but I want everybody to understand that they may, they may have a little bit of a point, okay? Even though the premise... Um, stop with the jokes, okay? Okay, I get it. Stop with the jokes. Live stream is going nuts. Stop. Stop. Taking my words out of context. The uh, site insisted that the measure it had in place to prevent children from accessing the content were adequate. No, it isn't. That's not okay. Because, no, it, it wasn't. Anybody can hop on. Are you 18 years old? Yes or no? What do you think? What do you think a 13, 14, 15-year-old kid is going to say? Wow. I'm not 18. I guess I can't view it. That's like saying a criminal's not going to buy the Glock off of his, his uh, buddy in the middle of the street when he wants to go shoot somebody because he's not legally allowed to own the Glock. Why is Glock always getting a bad name? I don't know why Glock is thrown into this thing. I, I don't know. Sorry, Glock. I like how you can accessorize Glocks. They're fun. Uh, we believe that the best and most effective solution for protecting children and adults alike is to identify users by their device and allow access to age-restricted material and websites based on that identification. Now, that is the website statement. They're wrong. They're wrong. Um, because you have children who use mom and dad's device. And if children are using mom and dad's device and they verify age through the device, then how is that going to prevent the child from hopping onto the website. See? So, do they have some legitimate concerns about privacy risks? Yes, they do. Especially when it comes to the fact that they're going to be liable for any potential negatives that come from that. But this notion that just simply using, you know, your your device registration and stuff like that, that is not good enough. Not The truth is, or the best solution is going to be somewhere in between. If only they had listened to me way back in the day, and had the .XXX domains required for adult material. Hmm. Would have made things a lot easier, that's for sure. Not perfect, but a lot easier and a lot better than they are now. MNC News Time is 4.33. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. Go to ImpressJewelers.com. This And good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel. I am your host, Casey Hendrickson. Got to tell you about Warren Chiropractic. If you're dealing with neck or back pain, we've got a couple of options. One, 
Uh, you can go get sliced and diced by your doctor. You know, maybe deal with scars and pain and death. Or you can go to the chiropractor and have them go ahead and, and assess you and treat you for a little bit. Who knows? Maybe you'll be like the vast majority of people who seek out chiropractic care and you won't need surgery. And you won't need over, not over the counter, you won't need, um, you won't need pain medication that could be addictive and habit forming and all of that. So go to Warren Chiropractic. You can visit them online at warrenchiro.com, warrenchiro.com, and do uh, do me do me a favor. I was going to say do them a favor, but yeah, do me a favor. Let them know that I sent you, warrenchiro.com. Just click on the new patient tab. All right. <sighs> Megan Kelly's growing back. I, I, I never really didn't like her. I really didn't like how she... She handled the Trump situation. I really didn't. And that's because at the heart of it, um, Megyn Kelly's a feminist. And so she has these feminist leanings that come out sometimes that frankly irritate me. And she wasn't particularly well informed. And you know, at the debate, I think she was assigned to assassinate the political career of Donald Trump. I think she tried to do that. Uh, I don't think that his response is particularly great either. I told many of you, I thought his career was over when he did the whole blood coming out of her whatever thing. thought it was over. I was wrong. But the way that she handled that and not knowing the battle that Trump had with Rosie O'Donnell, the abominable pumpkin head. Why are you? I have said that for 16 years. <laughs> Six is still funny. After that many years, it's still that funny. But what people don't realize is, you know, while she's calling Donald Trump a sexist for his comments to Rosie O'Donnell, Rosie O'Donnell started that feud. Rosie O'Donnell attacked Trump's looks when he was minding his own business because she didn't like him owning the beauty pageant. So she attacked his weight, she attacked his hair, she attacked his face, she attacked everything. And after she wouldn't stop, he finally responded in kind, and it, it blew up into a huge story. And so when, when Megyn Kelly was at that debate, even though I, I've always had a lot of respect for Megyn Kelly, I've always liked Megyn Kelly, but at that debate, when she attacked him for being a sexist, for defending himself against somebody who is clearly making misandrist and sexist comments against him, I was upset. And I think anybody who knew the real story would have been justifiably upset. And she's never really had a come-to-Jesus moment about how wrong she was in that moment. And she still, even to this day, will still defend her performance that night, even though it is 100% categorically wrong. But with that said, Aside from that, I really like Megyn Kelly. And I think that Megyn Kelly is in a great spot right now. I think she's really hit her stride. She's able to do what she wants to do. She's able to say what she wants to say. Um, and she can do it in the way that she that she wants and deliver to her audience the way that she wants. And I really do think that she has absolutely hit her stride. And the work that she's doing right now, folks, it's great. I don't know how else to describe it. It's great. She's doing fantastic stuff. Now, because of that, it took a little while to get going. You know, it's a new medium. She's learning how to run this new thing. She's doing it all online. She's doing it by herself. She's got a staff. You know, she's running basically her own news network. 
took a while to get going, but it's really starting to get going. And I, if you haven't looked at Megyn Kelly, not that way, if you haven't looked at Megyn Kelly lately, give her a look because she really is putting out some quality stuff. Beyond that, she's dropping bodies left and right. And I love somebody who will drop bodies. And she is dropping bodies. The latest body that she's dropped is Keith Olbermann. And anytime Keith Olbermann goes down, um, it is a good day. So cue my audio, please. Keith Olbermann attacked Megyn Kelly. So Megyn Kelly had posted about The View. Okay, And if you watch The View, you're probably subhuman, unless you're, unless you're doing it because you're going to make fun of them later for your show or whatever. Um, anybody who genuinely enjoys or agrees with people on The View, you're probably awful human beings. Gentlemen, if you've got anybody around you, any woman who is loyal to The View, run. Do not in any way, shape, or form entertain a long-term relationship with that individual. I'm not talking about your immediate family. Ladies, if you know a guy who watches The View, double run. Because he's probably going to chain you up in a cage. That is not a trustworthy guy. So Megyn Kelly did this. Um, Brian Stelter tweeted out that the studio audience at The View broke out in applause when Tucker Carlson's ouster was announced. Then the co-host did a wave and led the crowd in singing goodbye. Okay, Now, that's, that's, that's fine. I have done that like dozens of times on the show. So I, I can't exactly sit here on my moral high horse and go, how dare the view do that about Tucker Carlson? They don't like Tucker Carlson. They wanted to celebrate. That's, that's fine. Okay. Megyn Kelly responded, not one of these women could solo host a show and get ratings. Not one. They are and will always be ensemble players. Their jealousy is on full display here in ideological hatred too, of course. All right. Pretty standard tweet, right? Nobody would really care about that tweet, but that's what she posted. Here comes Keith Olbermann, Mr. Irrelevant. Please pay attention to me. What would you know about successfully hosting a show? Now, Keith Olbermann is tweeting this to Megan freaking Kelly. How many years did she dominate Fox, John? Not in prime time either. She was on in the middle of the day. For those of you who don't remember, Megyn Kelly owned cable news. Owned it. It was hers. It didn't belong to anybody else. It was her and Hannity and Combs. That's who it was. Nobody else had any ratings. So anyway, so then he goes, fired by Fox, fired by NBC. You're 0 for 2 and couldn't get a job cleaning the studio at The View. This is Keith Olbermann. How many times has Keith Olbermann been fired? The guy got fired after one day on Monday Night Football. One day! For for somebody who constantly gets fired to go out there and tell somebody who has been a huge success in her career that she has no business talking about this. All right, cue my audio. This is Megyn Kelly's official response to Keith Olbermann. Even uh, Keith Olbermann was saying similar things, uh, comparing Tucker to a Nazi. 
he also, for good measure, decided to tweet about me because I said Tucker is going to be better off without Fox and said something to the effect of, you got fired from Fox and NBC. What would you know about it? So first of all, you misstate the circumstances of my departure from NBC, sir. That's all I'm allowed to say about it. Uh, and as for Fox, there were widely reported facts that I was offered $100 million to stay there. Uh, but the record's very clear that I left voluntarily because I wanted to raise my family, something you don't know anything about because no one would marry you and you have no children. You have a cold, lonely life in which you become a bitter, bitter man, something I wouldn't know anything about because my life is joyful and I've managed to raise my own children. And someday I hope you have that pleasure, but I don't have high hopes it's going to happen. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel and the all-new MNC Nation. And his news channel. As people are pointing out, she publicly did say she went to NBC. She should have the daytime show. Yeah, we know that. It was just a weird fit for her to go to NBC because NBC is NBC. Um, as other people pointed out, too, that they're still protesting. Um, they're still protesting her because of some of the stuff she did with some of the other hosts there at Fox uh, that couldn't be controlled by the Murdoch family. And I think those are all valid, valid reasons for you to not not want to give her your business. I think that's, I think that's fair. I think it's totally fair. I'm just letting you know if, if you're interested, she's putting out good stuff right now. She's doing good work. Um, And maybe that's because she's falling a little bit more in line with the old Megyn Kelly that we all, that we all knew who was successful at Fox. Um, That could be, maybe she's realizing she falls back on that. She'll be more successful. I got to tell you about five star painting. Uh, Five star painting is a neighborly company. Go to five star painting.com. And it doesn't matter, residential, commercial, uh, they do wallpaper installation and interiors and exteriors. They painted the outside of my home. They do a a bunch of treatments. Um, And you can go check them out again right now at fivestarpainting.com. If you're just little things like popcorn ceiling removal, right? They do that as well, which is a pain in the butt if you ever had to do that. It's not a fun job. Uh, a lot of people are staying in their homes right now because the real estate market is a little crazy. Yesterday was May Day. Happy communist holiday to you socialists out there. And also the uh, the new mortgage rules and the penalties and things like that went into place until they'll, they're going to be stopped at some point, hopefully. Um, but a lot of people are doing the budget-friendly remodels now. If you're going to be stuck in your home for a little bit longer while you wait for the market to change and interest rates to come back down again, well, maybe you redo the kitchen but you don't have tens of thousands of dollars to redo the kitchen. That's where getting your cabinets painted by a professional can really help. Don't do this one on your own. You can paint a wall maybe on your own. It's not fun, but I suppose you could do that. It's not going to be as good as a professional, but you can do that. Do not paint your cabinets. Let a professional paint your cabinets. Have five-star painting come out there and paint your cabinets. It'll be like they're right off of the factory production floor. The finish will be, you know, amazing. And it'll look exactly like you want it to look. Okay. Fivestarpainting.com. Mention me and you get free paint with your next project. So again, fivestarpainting.com. Mention me, you get free paint with your next project. Okay. <clears throat> what else do we have here? Oh, 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 by the way, did you see? Did you see that uh, once again the Biden family denied the existence of their grandchild? This is four or five occasions since he got into the White House that they have denied the existence. Although one time they 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 like forgot two or three of their grandkids. So what Hunter Biden is the dad. In case there's anybody out there who's like, oh, there's still a paternity thing. going. No, no, no. 
he's the dad. That's his child. There is a child support thing happening right now. That's all it is. That's his kid. That means that's Joe Biden's grandkid. That's Jill Biden's grandkid. They didn't even put a stocking for the baby up at the White House Christmas. They just the other day did not acknowledge the existence of their grandchild again. So, like I said, whatever you think of the Biden family, I, I'm, there is a special kind of awful that you will not even acknowledge the existence of your own grandchild. Which is usually, when, it, when you're talking about grandparents, they're usually the first ones to accept the child. So, like, if there is a dispute between the biological father and the biological mother or whatever, and there's a rift there, it's usually the grandparents that float kind of above that and they go, I want to see my grandbaby. And it doesn't matter what you all are going through. I'm here. That's my grandchild. Not the Biden family. The Biden family pretends the grandchild doesn't even exist. So Hunter Biden um, is being attacked. Sorry, I'm having throat issues. Hunter Biden is being attacked for um, staying quiet on the child support case. So he was in court today for the child support case of his four-year-old daughter, who Joe Biden will not even recognize as his grandkid. Hunter Biden, former Vice President Joe Biden's son, refused to answer questions as he appeared Monday before the Arkansas judge for a hearing related to the unpaid child support case of his four-year-old daughter who was born out of wedlock to a former stripper, London Roberts. Now, here's the thing. Can we stop referring to her as a former stripper? Does it make any sense to, to... denigrate this woman anymore right now okay maybe she was a stripper so every every republican conservative website at this point is like oh former stripper london roberts they're they're probably not even doing it to attack her they're doing it to attack hunter like oh he slept with a stripper okay it's it's really not important right now okay this woman had a relationship with a scumbag i'm not saying that she's an angel they had a child now she's trying to do what she can with the kid Okay, she's trying to get the dad involved. The dad is fighting her. The dad's not paying child support. The family of the father's not even acknowledging the kid even exists. I'm just saying the woman's kind of gone through enough, regardless of her mistakes. Can we just maybe stop attacking her in every article that might be just it doesn't make any sense. It's not doing anybody any good. At this point, as a society, we should all be concerned that we've got a child here that is not being taken care of by half of its family. And it's probably better that that Joe and Hunter Biden are not in this kid's life. But monetarily, from a philosophical point of view, child support should be paid here. Uh, The first son ignored questions from a reporter, a reporter, folks, a reporter, about whether Biden uh, was doing a disservice by not acknowledging the child as as a Biden. There's one reporter there asking these questions. You have... The supposed president's son in court still not fulfilling his fatherly duties and taking care of his child while the person in the White House doesn't even acknowledge the child exists. No major media coverage of it whatsoever. A leaked and edited video of Steven Crowder and his wife arguing two years ago has dominated news media coverage. Explain that one to me. One is a minor argument 
that some people are foolishly and stupidly calling abusive. That is getting all of the media attention, while a guy who's literally not even acknowledging his own child and another guy who's not acknowledging his own grandchild, no coverage at all from the news media. We are so done with. From the final phase, Electric Studios. From the first step to the final phase, industrial and commercial electrical done right. Casey Hendrickson. Good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel and the all-new MNC Nation. Don't forget, you can watch online at rumble.com slash Casey, the host. Joining us right now, Clifton French from realnewsmichiana.com. What's up, Clifton? How you doing, man? It's been busy, Casey. Yeah, it has been busy. There's been a lot going on. Of course, it is uh, it is election day, primary day for uh, for most of the, well, yeah, pretty much everybody in the listening audience. Um, but you uncovered something here that might be a statewide fraud issue when it comes to mayoral races. Tell us what's going on. Well, this, this statewide issue is, is actually, I mean, essentially what we have are um, a bunch of small towns across the state of Indiana um, who have been self-appointed town boards that have been taxing the population um, and have not been elected. They have no town charters, uh, and it's been happening for centuries. We're talking billions of dollars, Casey, of taxpayer money that's simply been stolen by unelected people um, who just claim that, that they're elected, and they submit budgets to the state. Um, all of this came, came undone uh, and it got uncovered through that, that mayoral race um, in Salem, Indiana, um, all happenstance. One of the, the, the people who's running for mayor in Salem, um, he, his name is Jay Davidson. He's a former state representative in southern Indiana. And uh, he had uncovered this stuff that was going on um, in this small town called, called Hardensburg when he was a state rep. And he tackled this and got this, this fake government uh, dissolved, saving the people there a bunch of tax dollars, mind you, um, and, and uncovering this corruption that we're now discovering is all across the state. So how does I mean how does this work? You don't have an election? No, nothing. So <laughs> these people literally just decided that they're going to submit budgets and tax the population and the state of Indiana just has never known. Nobody in even the town I know these are small <laughs> towns like nobody in the towns like hey, I haven't voted for anybody before. Like nobody. Yeah, uh, so that's exact. So that's exactly what happened. That's how Jay Davison found out. Um, this came across his desk, saying, "Hey, listen, um, there's never been an election here, and we know we're being taxed, and money's not being done, being used for anything. Mm. Um, you know, it's just lining the pockets of these people. And so what they would do. I mean, there was one of the the town board members um, who several years ago had committed suicide. So. The other, the rest of the town board in uh, Hardensburg, they didn't caucus, they didn't do anything. They just all got together and appointed a relative of his to take over for him. Wow, sounds like Fetterman's seat in Pennsylvania. <laughs> this uh, is exactly, but it's happened. It's happening across the state. So there are, um, we're discovering there are more than one hundred small towns and communities across the state. Now, according to Davison, there are some towns, um, quote unquote, towns. Mm-hmm. That are they? They're calling themselves incorporated. They're submitting a budget and they're getting money. Uh, tax dollars are getting money from from the state, 
and they're only a population of three or four people. Oh, they wow. don't have enough. They don't have enough people in their municipality to provide a government, let alone be taxing and collecting tax dollars. All they're doing is just putting that money in their pockets. So do we know if this involves any towns up in this area or is this something that's still in discovery? Right. Yeah. So right now I'm trying to figure out all the towns that are involved in this. Um, it's the, the thing is there's no paper trail, right? right? There's yeah. nothing. There is no paper trail for anything. Um, it, it's, it's ridiculous. It's insane. Um, what needs to happen is the attorney general needs to do uh, a complete audit of the entire state of Indiana um, they need to look for for charters. They need to look for incorporation paperwork. Yeah, I was um, I was just going to ask them like, is, has Todd Rokita done anything about this or know about? Because I mean, he's out there, you know, spitting a bunch of posts and stuff like that on CBD oil. But it's like this seems like this might yeah. be a bit more important. Oh, it's big. And so, I mean, I'm I'm sure he's aware. He's a subscriber of Real News Michigan. If you're not yet, you should, you know, listeners should become one. So he gets every story that I write. Okay. Um, and and I do know that several people uh, have sent him um, this story today and and are really concerned about it. I know there are several state legislators who were just made aware of it. You know, uh, in the spring and over the summer. Um, so it's it's something that is making its rounds through. Wow. Uh, but. It's it's a lot deeper than than people even thought. So um, hundreds so of towns reason, and thousands of tens yeah. of thousands of, of Hoosiers. Uh, yeah, and millions of dollars a year, billions of dollars. So I mean, Hardinsburg has been around for two hundred years. Okay, they've been doing this for two hundred years. I mean, we're talking uh, <laughs> like if I were like the state of Indiana, the state of Indiana should be terrified. Because, I mean, I would think that there could be a class action lawsuit from anybody who's had this happen to them and has been happening to them against the state. Are, are, you, by I mean, any, be, uh, are you familiar with the Battle of Athens? I am not. Dude, I'm, I'm going to have to sit down and have a chat with you about the Battle of Athens, Tennessee. Because <laughs> that's when, for those of you who don't know, World War II veterans came back from World War II and realized that the town of Athens, Tennessee, was being run by corrupt people who were fixing the elections. And the uh, the GIs basically raided the armory and got in a shootout with the with the police department and got them to surrender and fix the election system. Yeah. Uh, yeah. This is yeah. wow. <laughs> This is something you see it's in a bad. Hollywood movie about those little towns that don't exist, and so nobody knows to come rescue you, and you're stuck there, right? Yep. Yeah, and so the whole reason that this that I have got you know wind of it is because several people, there are some people in this town, Hardensburg, who are upset, you know, friends of the of the dissolved now town board, um, who are probably I, I don't know, maybe potentially getting paid off from this taxpayer money. Mm-hmm. Um, who they they sent a letter to all the people in Salem saying, "Hey, he'll destroy your town like he did ours." Like, and so I was, I you know, that piqued my interest. Oh uh, yeah. And, uh, and 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 then, lo and behold, this extreme level of corruption is happening. Um, and once again, uh, somebody who's trying to fight that corruption is taking flack. Um, so you know, if, if you live in Salem. Uh, you know, election day is 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 pretty much over. But I, I'd suggest voting for the guy who's been fighting for for Hoosiers. 
Yeah, no kidding. I got to get this dude on the show. I got to do long form podcast with this guy. This is crazy. It's it's insane. It's insane. So I I am planning on posting my entire interview with him. Oh, please um, do. And, and I am and I am uh, launching uh, real news Southern Indiana. Uh, so you is know, this if what you know led to that? Down in Southern Indiana. Is this what led? Because I saw What's the that? announcement. Um, so I was planning on launching a real new Southern Indiana anyway. And, uh, and so that's kind of how I got my, my hands on this. Right. Um, and so this was my first Southern Indiana story and, and we're going to wow. be hitting it just like we've been hitting the Michiana area. That is, that is crazy. It's almost an unbelievable story. Holy smoke. Go to realnewsmichiana.com and pick up the story. I also wanted to talk about the NAACP because the NAACP, one of the things in, in politics, look, I mean, you're in the public light. You're going to get you're going to get hammered in the press. You're going to get hammered by people who don't like you. Um, but it is it's an unspoken rule in most cases. You don't show up at anybody's house. You don't protest outside of their home. You're not supposed to do it in Supreme Court. That's an actual crime. Uh, but you're not supposed mm-hmm. to do it to to elected officials either. But the NAACP here is planning on protesting outside of the home of a local official. Tell us about it. Yeah, so the NAACP uh, is planning a protest outside Councilwoman Amy Drake's house. Guess what time they're planning on doing it, uh, Casey? Uh, it's like 6 in the morning or something, right? 6.30 in the morning. 6.30. Amy Drake has seven children. Yeah, she's got a big family. Uh, the, the whole reason that they're doing that is to intimidate her kids as they're getting ready and leaving for school. It's disgusting. Wow. Now, the, 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 the NAACP, so I talked to Trina Robinson. You know, I should post her, her interview, too, or her full interview um, uh, on my website as well. I didn't get to that, but I, I should post it. Um, Trina Robinson, the president of the NAACP here, uh, I talked to her. She, is, uh, she, she couldn't even tell me what they're protesting, that just that they're, <laughs> they're going to go to her house. So she and she doesn't have a reason? She, she, she didn't give me one. She didn't state one in her, in her text message that she sent to everybody to, okay. uh, to, to, to set this whole thing up. Um, now, in her text message, which you can find at realnewsmichiana.com, uh, she said, several of you have asked what our next, uh, what are our next steps. Um, since they are not listening, perhaps their neighbors will. Um, I've chosen 6.30 a.m. because more, than, more likely than not, they will be at home. Um, she... she she is also claiming that, that she's been trying to, to work with, uh, you know, all these council and, and county officials. And uh, according to Amy Drake, she's never been contacted by the NAACP or Robinson in any man- manner. She's mm-hmm. never received an email, a phone call, never an in-person meeting with anybody from the NAACP. And she has no idea why they're out there. However, uh, my sources within the Democrat Party, which I have several, um, who are sick of the Democrat Party, but they're still there, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, said that that all that's happening right now is the Democrat Party um, is using the NAACP to do their dirty work. For so if there's ever any pushback, they can just yell racism. Um, so what you have is uh, Dr. Don Westerhausen, who's leading the charge. Yeah. Um, according to my source, Dr. A Don white, Westerhausen, a white is guy, the charge. white guy. Yeah. Which, yes, a white man. Uh, makes complete sense. So he's the new vice chair of the San Joseph County GOP, a three-time loser. He's run, he's run for office three times. Right. Um, he, he went on this, this rant, against, a random rant against Amy Drake at a health board meeting the other day, just making stuff up. And it, it made no sense why, why he was doing it. 
Um, and then he started talking immediately after started talking about uh, uh, equity and all kinds of stuff within the, the board of health, um, which, you know, is then going toward, toward the, the BLM, the, the, right. the NAACP stuff. Right. Well, he's been um, doing this stuff I, lately I, anyway. He's trying to, he's trying to build his profile yep. by basically building a reputation for being, you know, jerk. I, I it's, it's a, being a jerk. an interesting yep. strategy, but I guess maybe it'll work for him. I don't know. Well, and, this, and so Heidi Bidinger, the, the Board of Health member, former president of the, of the St. Joseph County Board of Health, uh, she's been doing the same thing. And she's act, so I'm told that she's also a major organizer in this, getting the NAACP involved. Um, now, the interesting thing here is my source tells me that the Democrat Party is offering the NAACP, uh, the NAACP money um, and patronage uh, and new members, right, and donors. They can't. That's illegal. It's a five hundred three c four. Yeah. Um, How do you do that? Nonpartisan entity. Um, so it's all supposed to be super hush. Um, everything here that the NAACP is doing is, is domestic terrorism. It's the bullying at the behest of Don Westerhausen, Heidi Bidinger, and Diana Hess, all who are leading the, these new radicals um, who are leading the <clears throat> St. Joseph County Democrat Party. Okay, it's so, not going to work. So we we have we have Westerhausen who has a checkered past, to say the least. He's accused of harassing. Westerhausen lost his job. Yeah, Westerhausen lost his job at Elkhart General. Right, um, right. For for harassing female nurses. Okay, so he's got a checkered past, right? He's a, he's a white guy. Uh, you got Heidi Bidinger who has routinely posted really grotesque things, and her comms director during the last campaign um, fantasized about Republicans being killed by COVID. Uh, you've got Hess, who refused to allow a veteran black man run for mayor in South Bend, correct? Absolutely. Okay. Yep. So, and they're, and they're using and they're using the NAACP to protest a white woman do- at six thirty in the morning to intimidate her kids. Which, and here's the thing: they're saying they have a constitutional right to protest, but it's six thirty in the morning. Is there like some kind of a code in, in enforcement thing or a noise ordinance? Because usually there's time frames where you can do this sort of stuff mm-hmm. without having a, yeah, so an I've issue. Been, yeah, so I've been trying to, to, to figure out exactly what the uh, what what the you know what would be done there. I am told that the police are going to be there. Um, I'm going to be there, Casey. Okay, I'm going to be there. Yeah, good. Um, I'm going to be I'm, I'm going to be walking through the crowd. Um, you know, talking to everybody. Hopefully, I'll run into Mr. Westerhausen and, and Ms. Hess. And uh, and Miss Bidinger, um, you know, and see what they have to say. Uh, the uh, it is objectively disgusting. Amy Drake hasn't even done anything controversial since she's been in office. Nope. So what is? It's not like she did something or had a public statement or anything like that, or um, she voted in a way that nobody else did. It was just you know outland. She hasn't done anything. No. And, so and they're just so targeting her at random. It's targeting her at random. So, you know, they, 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 they smell weakness with her because she has a family. And so, like, that's it. If we can intimidate okay. her and scare her kids, we can intimidate her into submission. That's all they're doing. And she's also, really in, she's also in a politically diverse district. So they're hoping they can make, yeah. they're hoping they can make enough noise, make it seem like she's really offended black Americans somehow to her neighbors. And then that would lead into the next election. That's yeah. That's a pretty grotesque thing to do. 
she lives she lives in you know in a woke area she won by 35 votes right right um these these you know and so they see it as a uh, honestly i think it's a winning issue for amy um if she can show honestly that she's just not responding to it yeah right um it 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 is i mean but it is very difficult for me not to respond you know and she has a husband too um if if that were happening to my wife uh, I can tell you how I would respond, and, sure. and it wouldn't be. I think most, you know, yeah, I think most people would feel that way. Sure. Um, oh, I, I just have to offer a clarification. Heidi Bidinger says she totally hasn't posted all the grotesque things on social media. She was totally hacked like multiple <laughs> times. So just, I just want everybody to know that she says she didn't do it. She says she was hacked. All right. Uh, they can get these stories and more at realnewsmichiana.com. Clifton French, thank you so much for the time, man. I do appreciate it. Hey, I appreciate it too. All right, man. Take care. Got more coming up. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's news channel, and the all-new MNC Nation. Man, we've got personal stories on uh, Dr. Don Westerhausen on the live stream right now. People saying how he conducted himself as a doctor. You want to read those comments, go to rumble.com slash Casey the host in the live chat. Not good. Not good at all. I can't verify any of their claims. I'm just letting you know that people are posting. Well, the Associated Press is, well, they're a little, they're a little confused. They don't understand. Um, the Associated Press is like, hey, uh, Americans say that the media is responsible for the current divisions that we have in this country. Yeah, you think? You think maybe that is? You know, I love it when I run into this, like, nostalgic interpretation of what journalism used to be. You've always had liars in media. You had hoped that the people that you were tuning into every single night, because there was really three, that they would be honorable people, and that since there was only three networks, that they would go out of their way to hire the best possible one, and you know, you would hope that. And the way that they conducted themselves on air seemed professional. We we ended up learning way later that that wasn't the case for a lot of them. Dan Rather fabricated news stories multiple times throughout his career. He was only first exposed. Um, there was a previous story about him that kind of got buried, but. He was only really exposed when he got caught manufacturing documents when he was trying to take down George W. Bush. But remember, that started the floodgates. We ended up finding Dan Rather had manufactured many news stories in the past. You got uh, Tip of the Spear, old Tip of the Spear out there, manufactured stories throughout his entire journalistic career. Now he runs the NBC News division, for crying out loud. Brian Williams, remember, he left. He gets brought back by NBC, and he basically is running the MSNBC News Wing. This is a guy whose entire career is checkered with fake stories. You had this with, with newspaper reporters, too. I mean, you know, this is the thing. We used to have, in this country, no ability to fact-check what you were reading in the newspaper or seeing on the nightly news. Unless you were an expert in that field, how was the average individual supposed to fact check something that they saw in the nightly news? They couldn't go to the internet. It wasn't something they could do. 
if the news came on and said, like Walter Cronkite, when he lied about the Tet Offensive, when Walter Cronkite came on the news and said, this happened in Vietnam, you had no way of disproving Walter Cronkite. You had no way of doing it. We ended up finding out that Walter Cronkite was not honest. But people, even to this day, still celebrate real journalism like Walter Cronkite. There, there wasn't a lot of real... I'm not saying he didn't do real journalism sometimes. I just, but he did a lot of... I'm going to lie to my audience based on my political beliefs because I want to steer them a certain way. We have the ability now, when a news reporter comes out and says something, we have the ability to type into our little keyboard and find out if they're lying. So, for example, when a newspaper reporter comes out there and says, Donald Trump said to inject bleach to kill COVID, you can do this little thing where you just type into the keyboard and you can actually watch Donald Trump never, ever say that in the press conference that they claimed it happened in. They didn't have that ability before. So the news media is responsible for the divisiveness because they have been exposed as the partisans that they were. But if we didn't have the ability to fact check them, I don't think we would be as divisive as we are right now. But that's only because we would have all been misled. Got more coming up. 95.3 MNC and the MNC Nation. It is 532. Time to check out Impress Jewelry Creations. And again, meaningful jewelry for the moments that last a lifetime. This is Casey Hendrickson. Yeah, good afternoon. Thank you for tuning in. News Talk 95.3, Michiana's News Channel. Here's what I'm going to do. I got a special thing for you tomorrow. I'm going to tell you about the Battle of Athens, Tennessee tomorrow. Uh, a bunch of people are like, what the heck is this Battle of Athens? And a bunch of people know what it is. It is an amazing story. And it does involve American veterans shooting at police officers because the police officers were corrupt as heck. And rigging an election. So, yes, uh, we will talk about the Battle of Athens tomorrow. I do not have enough time to do it today, but that will tie in nicely with that story that we were just talking about with Clifton French. Are you are you going to get up early and go protest an innocent person in front of their seven kids at 6.30 in the morning? In other words, I'm asking, are you unlovable? If you're unlovable, maybe you should go to MyPillow.com and get the MyPillow body pillow. Now, coming, uh, it comes with the body pillow case. And you can get it with promo code Casey for just $39.99. So if you are so subhuman that you would go protest somebody who's minding their own business at 6.30 in the morning in order to intimidate their children because nobody loves you, I recommend you get a better night's sleep and feel like somebody loves you. By getting a MyPillow, wrap your gross, disgusting body around. Go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener specials, scroll down, it'll be in the left column, the MyPillow body pillow with body pillow case. And if you know somebody who's unlovable, give them the gift of a full body pillow. So that way, they're not going to feel like they're not alone, but they'll be more comfortable while nobody loves them. MyPillow.com, promo code Casey. All right, what else do we have here? Uh, yeah, the Associated Press again. Very upset that uh, Americans say that the media is the main cause of division in the United States, which, of course, it is. Duh. 
But as I was highlighting before, you know, we didn't have the capacity before current times to fact check stuff. When we started realizing that the media was lying to you on a fairly regular basis and on huge, massive issues, people started getting a little upset, which is why they don't want you to be able to fact check them. That's kind of the whole premise. They do not at all want you to be able to fact check them. So anytime you do it, they get upset. So let's talk about another place that's lied to people repeatedly, yet is considered a de facto uh, authority on the issue of bigotry, the Southern Poverty Law Center. The Southern Poverty Law Center is, in fact, by their own publicized criteria, the Southern Poverty Law Center is a hate group. That's not my definition. That's not the legal definition. That's the Southern Poverty Law Center's definition. The Southern Poverty Law Center's famous list of so-called hate groups is under fire in a courtroom in Alabama. I'm going to add again, okay? Because they have been sued many times and lost many times because they have labeled people who are not a hate group as a hate group on their stupid little list. A judge has opened the door for a group that opposes illegal immigration to challenge the Southern Poverty Law Center for slapping it with the Scarlet H. A Georgia-based Dustin Inman Society and founder D.A. King say that the work that they work against illegal immigration but have no problem with legal immigrants. Indeed, some legal immigrants are on the organization's board, and Mr. King's adopted sister is, in fact, an immigrant. He says it's defamation for the Southern Poverty Law Center to call him an anti-immigrant hate group. Now, again, this is what they do. If you don't like the idea of somebody coming into the country illegally, getting deported, coming back in, getting deported, coming back in, finding an illegal gun and then shooting five of their neighbors like what happened in Texas last week. If you don't like that, then you're somehow a bigot for wanting to fix the problem. And the Southern Poverty Law Center, who's still hiding, by the way, billions of dollars in offshore bank accounts, which is a weird thing for a nonprofit to do. They have now, the judges basically opened it up for them to be sued. And they've already lost some of these cases anyway. And I'm expecting the floodgates. They're saying the floodgates could potentially open up on this. Of course, the Southern Poverty Law Center is going to challenge it. But um That organization is getting exposed more and more and more. They tried to cover up for their corruption by removing some of their leadership and that sort of thing. But it's just, it is what it is. The Southern Poverty Law Center is, in fact, a far left-wing hate group that all they do is they smear and slander innocent people. got more coming up, 95.3 MNC and the all-new MNC Nation.